0: Man, thanks, bro Robbie. Appreciate that. Amen. Thank the Lord. I have been changed. Amen. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things, all things are become new. Amen. Thank the Lord for it. We have 1 Samuel chapter number 30. First Samuel chapter number 30. This morning we're going to be looking at the thought of of resources for revitalization. Now, I've got several things here on the screen this morning, and I just want to clarify before I even get started that the fact that I have these on the slide in no way means that I endorse or condone use of any of these products. Matter of fact, outside of Gatorade on the left and uh, water on the right, I On Pirate in the middle. You might should stay away from all the rest of them. But uh, anyway, I won't be looking this morning at the thought of resources for revitalization. I brought uh, with me a water cooler here this morning. And i got some things in my water cooler here as well to just help reinforce this. Have you ever needed revitalized? Have you ever needed refreshed? Have you ever just been completely 100% depleted of all your physical strength and ability and you just need some refreshment? I remember when I was just a young boy, I don't know, I was probably 10 or 11 years old and my dad was helping a farmer put up some hay and he took me with him and we were putting hay up together and I'm telling you what we worked and we worked hard and we were sweating we had hay all over so we were sticky and I believe at that point in my life that was the thirstiest that I had ever been and so we went to the truck and there was some water there and there was a cup setting there and uh, so I just grabbed the cup uh, and began drinking the water and my dad said to me he says, son you don't know whose water that is and I said I don't care and I'm drinking water. And he said, remember I was 10 or 11 years old. He said, what if a girl drank from it? And I paused and said, I don't care. And back to drinking that water away. I, I was thirsty. I needed refreshed. Uh, back several years ago, I've been, I've been out of construction for a while, but back several years ago, I used to do quite a bit of shingle roofing and there is nothing that will drain you of every ounce of energy and strength that you have uh, like putting on a shingle roof. And there's been times when I would come down off the shingle roof and we had a water cooler on the truck very much like this one right here. And I would come down off the roof and I wouldn't bother filling my little cup up. No, I would grab that cooler off the back of the truck and hold it up like this and push that button and just drink and drink and drink and drink. It was time for some refreshment. I was 100% completely depleted. And I needed revitalized. Now there's a lot of companies that have made a lot of things and they make a lot of brags about what their products can do. And so I've got some of them in here to show us this morning and brag on them a little bit. The first one I pulled out here is good old-fashioned water. Now, I'm telling you what's the truth. There is nothing, in my opinion, that can replace water when it comes to needing refreshed. I believe it's why the Bible refers to itself uh, as the water. I believe it's why it says if you're thirsty, you can come to the Lord. He is the water of the Word because there is nothing uh, that can refresh and revitalize uh, like a bottle of water. I'll set this in here. I might drink that here in just a minute. But then I got another one in here. We got Powerade. Powerade's pretty good stuff. It can help you out. It says here on this Powerade uh, that it, uh, advances the electrolyte system it replenishes what is lost in sweat and then it lists all that it has so this thing here says that uh, that it will replenish what it is that you have lost this thing uh, guarantees that it'll help you out it'll replenish you if you're needing a little boost we have Gatorade here Gatorade makes a pretty big brag Gatorade says here if I can find it uh, they say, uh, helps replenishes what you lose in sweat uh, and it helps refuel your muscles. So this right here will replenish what you've lost and this will refuel your muscles that's good good stuff, good Gatorade and then I have a cliff bar in here. I got y'all these from Father's Day one time hoping y'all would realize how good these things are. I don't know if any of y'all bit into any of them. Good cliff bars love a good cliff bar. It says right here on the front of the cliff bar nutrition for sustained Energy. That's right here to help you out. This will give you some sustained energy, good old cliff bar. They'll help you out when you're feeling depleted. And then I have a red bull here, and I'll be throwing this away after church. I do not recommend that anybody consume one of these things. I'm telling you what, these are bad for your health. We could do a whole sermon on how bad these things are for you. But some people really depend on these things. They really count on these things to carry them through. and, And if you do, that's between you and your body. You can do what you want. But uh, some people really count on these things, and it's probably because what they brag on it says right here on the front of the can that this thing will revitalize the body and the mind. This thing right here will help you out. Boy, and I'm telling you what, I'm not sure if it'll help you out or not. Is, is it sinful for me to set this on the pulpit? Anyway, we got this red bull. This thing will help you out. Now, there's plenty of others. That's all I brought with me this morning. There's plenty of other uh, different things that are out there that make all kind of brags and they say this will help you. This will revitalize you. This will refuel you. Uh, this will refresh you. This is what you need when you are run down. And you know what? Many times we are physically run down. And we are seeking for some type of a physical refreshment. In 1 Samuel chapter number 30, we find David, a story about David in need of of revitalization. He was in need of some restoration. In 1 Samuel chapter number 30, we find that David was physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually drained. But although he was at a point of being completely wiped out, there was still much work that needed to be done. And David, in this place of complete exhaustion, found a resource that 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 enabled him to continue doing what needed to be done. He found a resource uh, that would revitalize, that would strengthen, that would refresh, uh, that would encourage, uh, and that would restore. In 1 Samuel chapter number 30, we'll read the first six verses. It says, And it came to pass, when David and his men were come to Ziklag on the third day, that the Amalekites had invaded the south, and Ziklag, and smitten Ziklag, and burned it with fire and had taken the women captives that were therein. They slew not any, either great or small, but carried them away and went on their way. So David and his men came to the city, and behold, it was burned with fire, and their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captives. Then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept uh, until they had no more power to weep. And David's two wives were taken captives, Ahinoam, the Jezreelitis, and Abigail, the wife of Nabal, the Carmelite. And David was greatly distressed, for the people spake of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord. Here in this passage, we see David coming home to a disaster. David was already carrying a weight on his shoulders. David had been anointed king by Samuel. He had been anointed to be the next king. But this anointing had seemed to bring more Daniel more trouble than it did blessing. And Daniel is running for his life. He is being pursued by King Saul, who wants to take his life. David, in desperation, goes into the land of the Philistines to to, to his enemy to hide from that that should have been his ally who is a bigger enemy than the Philistines. And he goes to the land of Philistines to hide but there in the land of the Philistines they become suspicious of David and they send David away. And so David returns to Ziklag. David is running for his life. David has no one that he can turn to other than the few men that are with him and he returns to Ziklag where he is currently staying and where his family is and where the family is of these men that are working with him is. uh, And he goes to Ziklag and when he arrives at Ziklag uh, already uh, mentally wore down, uh, already emotionally wore down, uh, already physically wore down. uh, He arrives at Ziklag and when he comes to Ziklag uh, what does he find? Now I imagine as he's going to Ziklag uh, in his mind uh, he is thinking that you know maybe uh, I'm running from Saul uh, but I can go home. Uh, Maybe uh, the Philistines aren't going to harbor me and protect me from Saul but I and go home and in his mind as he thinks of going home, he is thinking of his wives, he is thinking of his children, he is thinking that he's got a safe place and a secure place and a sound place, a place where he can get some refreshment. But When David arrives at Ziklag, he doesn't find his family. Instead, he finds that Ziklag has been burnt to the ground. And all the women and children have been taken captive. The Bible says there in that passage that these men, these warriors, these soldiers, uh, these men of war who were with David, these men who knew how to fight, uh, these men who were strong, the strongest uh, of their day, it says here in this passage uh, that they wept until they could weep no more. These men were broke. They wept until they had no more tears. If they were tired before, they are 100% completely wiped out. But then it got even worse for David. David is there with them. David has felt the same physical weight. David has felt the same emotional weight. David has felt the same weight that they felt in losing their family. David has also wept until he can weep no more. And David looks around at his men and he's like, I don't know what we're going to do. I don't know what the next step is. David is at the end of himself and he looks at his men hoping to find some kind of consolation and at least we have each other uh, and his men say, maybe we ought to stone David. It's David's bad leadership that has got us in this place. It is David's poor choices that has caused us to lose our family. They gave no thought to the fact that David also lost his family. They gave no thought to the fact that David's house was also burnt down. They said because of David's bad choices, I believe the best thing we can do to help us with our grief and our loss is to kill David. I believe at that point I would have said, I'm going to beat you to it. I'm going to kill myself. I mean, this is, it could not get any worse than what it is right now. David was at a point that David needed some restoration. But the Bible says in the last phrase of verse number 6, something you would not expect at all to read at this point in this passage says on the last phrase of verse number 6, but David encouraged himself in the Lord. Far better than any Powerade or Gatorade or Red Bull, David found a resource for revitalization. David encouraged himself in the Lord. Let's go to the word, Lord in a word of prayer, and then I want to look this morning at some resources for revitalization. The Bible's, er, the, Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you, Lord, for this opportunity that we have to be here in your house. Lord, I do pray that you'll be with each one that's unable to be with us. Lord, I know many are possibly watching online. Father, I pray that you use this message, Lord, perhaps to encourage them, uh, Lord, as they are at a point where they need uh, some refreshment. Lord, I pray for those of us that are here. Uh, Lord, although we are here, Lord, each and every one of us uh, have things in our lives that, Father, maybe no one else even knows about. And, Lord, we are in this need of some refreshment. And Father, I pray that you will take these principles, a Lord of David encouraging himself in the Lord, and as we look at these principles and the ways that we can encourage ourselves in the Lord, Father, I pray that we will find hope, we will find help, and Lord, that you will help us, Lord, to be encouraged. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege and the blessing of being able to be in your house. And Father, we'll praise you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. David had reached a point of depletion uh, that was beyond the restoration ability of a glass of water or a bottle of Gatorade. David needed something more powerful than a Cliff Bar or a Red Bull. David had found himself in a place where his needs were beyond the capability of physical restoration. You know, I believe one reason that we get spiritually depleted and are unable to come out of it is because we try to refuel spiritual needs with physical things. We find ourselves spiritually depleted and instead of turning to the Word of God, we begin to turn to physical things and think that we will find help and deliverance there. Instead of turning to the Word of God, we sit and watch television on end because our brain doesn't want to work. Instead of turning to the Word of God, we go shopping and spend all our money and wind up in debt because we just can't think straight. Whatever it is, many people, sometimes people, because they're spiritually depleted, will just try to eat. They'll eat. Go. Let's go out to eat. Let's have a good meal. Uh, They're trying to find something to help this spiritual emptiness, but the spiritual emptiness never goes away because you're looking at the wrong resources. David had found a state of depletion that was beyond the reach of physical, physical resources. But David did find what he needed, and he found what he needed in the Lord his God. This morning, I want to point out some Bible resources for revitalization. I want to look at something that goes beyond what these things can offer. I want to look at some Bible resources for revitalization that will rehydrate, replenish, and refuel regardless of what situation we may face. Now, I've faced some things in my life that depleted me. you faced things in your life that depleted you. I don't know that I've ever found myself in a situation quite as severe as what David found himself in in this passage of Scripture. But David was able to find strength to press on because he encouraged himself in the Lord. And so this morning, I want to look at a few things. I want to point out a few things that I believe will refuel us regardless of whatever situation we're facing. The first resource for revitalization I want to point out this morning is the thing of prayer. You say, Pastor John, is this just all going to be textbook stuff that we've always heard? Perhaps. But I hope that I can remind us that although it's just textbook answers, it is things that work. One resource for revitalization that is available to us as Christians when we are physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually drained is the resource of prayer. The songwriter said, Take your burden to the Lord and leave it there. And he wasn't writing that song just trying to get popularity. He wasn't writing that song just trying to get a bunch of copies sold. He wasn't writing that song to make his name famous. He was writing that song because he had figured out that he had the capability and the possibility of taking his burdens to the Lord and leaving them there. It is something that is available to us that will deliver us. 1 Peter 5 and verse number 7 says, casting all your care upon him, speaking of the Lord, casting all your care upon him, why? For he careth for you. Prayer is our resource for seeking strength. Prayer is our resource for relinquishing our stress. Prayer is our resource for recognizing and verbalizing the ability of our almighty God. Through prayer we can release our burdens. Through prayer we can realize the love of God. Through prayer we can be connected to the almighty power of God. You can take your little electric fan that you use to cool the room and you can set it in the room and it doesn't do anything until you plug it into the outlet on the wall and when you plug it into the outlet on the wall it is connected to a power source that is completely able to turn the blades on the fan to oscillate the head of the fan and to cool the room that you're sitting in but until it's plugged into the power it's not able to do anything. Whenever we pray we are connected to the power of an almighty God who is able to accomplish whatever needs to be accomplished. There is no mountain, there is no barrier, there is no obstacle, there is no question, there is no problem that is so big that our God is not able to take care of it. He is able to meet every need. He is able to fulfill every request. He is able to intervene in every situation. We simply need to bring our burdens to the Lord. The first resource that we have available to us as Christians that I believe will revitalize us when we are completely depleted, is the resource of prayer. Psalm fifty-five and verse twenty-two, very familiar to the verse in First Peter, says, "Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and He will sustain thee." Psalm thirty-four and verse number seventeen says, "The righteous cry, and the Lord heareth, and delivereth them out of all their troubles." If you're feeling depleted, discouraged, and run down by the pressures of life, we need not underestimate the revitalizing power that is available through the resource of prayer. David encouraged himself in the Lord and we can encourage ourselves in the Lord. And you might say to me, Pastor John, I understand that prayer does help. But Pastor John, sometimes I'm so depleted that I can't pray. Let me just share a little something with you. If I'm going to communicate with you or if you're going to communicate with me, we have to give thought to what we're saying. Brother C. taught Sunday school this morning and Brother C. put a lot of thought into how he was going to deliver the lesson and what illustrations he was going to use and how he was going to present it because he wanted to make sure that his listeners comprehended what it was he was trying to express. I did the same thing in preparing this message and I'm sure, Brother Randy, did you teach this morning? Brother Randy did the same thing up here and all the Sunday school teachers did. If we're going to have a one-on-one conversation, It does us good, some folks forget this, it does us good to take a little bit of time and think about what we're going to say because we want to make sure that we understand each other. And so if I'm coming to you for help when I'm depleted, I have to think about what I'm going to say. And it sometimes can be very difficult in a state of depletion for me to correctly articulate to you what I'm feeling or what I need. Many times whenever we think about praying in a time of depletion, we run into that same obstacle in our own minds. We say, how can I articulate to the Lord what I need? I know I ought to pray, but what do I say? And many times we'll fail to pray because we feel like we're too depleted to pray. But you know what? This is a wonderful thing about our Savior. I don't have to articulate. I don't have to verbalize. I don't have to put thought into what I'm going to say. I can sit down and I can say, Lord, and begin to cry. I don't have to say anything else. I don't have to articulate anything else. I don't have to sit and take time to think out how I'm going to explain to God what's going on. I can say something as simple as help. Help. I can say nothing at all. There's times when I just... You've been there, haven't you? But you know what? He hears and He listens and He responds and we should never ever allow the devil to tell us that our Savior is not listening. He sees, He knows, and He cares. And if we simply turn our attention toward Him in desperation, He will hear our prayer. And He will restore our soul. The first thing that we can turn to when we need revitalized is we can turn to prayer. But the second resource for revitalization that I find here in the Word of God is promises. We can find refreshment and we can be refueled through the promises of God. Prayer is good. But as I said a minute ago, sometimes we have trouble mentally forming prayers. What do we do? What do we do, Pastor John, if I just if I just can't pray? If I can't bring myself to a point of prayer, what, what do I do? How do I get refueled? Well, sometimes it is better, or sometimes it is beneficial, not better, sometimes it is beneficial to look to the promises of God. If it seems that prayer is an impossibility, look to the promises of God. It is in these times that we... We can find strength by simply remembering what God has promised to us. Remembering that it was David in our text who encouraged himself in the Lord. Uh, Let's look at Psalm 121 where we find how David viewed the Lord. And David mentioned some of the promises of God that he depended on to carry him when he found himself in a place of depletion. In Psalm 121 and in verse number 1, David said, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord which made heaven and earth. Well, I'm telling you what, whenever you recognize who you're getting help from, it makes a big difference, doesn't it? Have you ever been doing a project and somebody says, hey, I'll send somebody to help you with that. And you are wondering, are they going to send this person or that person? Because if they send that person, we'll get this done. If they send this person, I might as well go home, you know? It depends on who's helping you as to whether or not it's going to be a blessing but David said my help cometh from the Lord and if you need any credentials he made heaven and earth this is who my help is he will not suffer thy foot to be moved he that keepeth thee will not slumber behold he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep the Lord is thy keeper the Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand the sun shall not smite thee by day nor the moon by night the Lord shall preserve thee from all evil he shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. David was there at Ziklag. He had lost everything. He had nothing to, to work towards and his men wanted to kill him and David said, the Lord will preserve me. The Lord will take care of me. The Lord will protect me. The Lord has said he will be ashamed The Lord has said He will not allow me to be moved. The Lord has said that He will keep me strong and secure and steadfast. You know what? You may not be able to verbalize a prayer, but you can look into the Word of God and you can remember that you serve a God that said He will take care of you. And you can find refreshment and be revitalized through the promises of the Word of God. The promises of God can give hope in desperation. Verses like Romans chapter number 8, verse 38 and 39 says, For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. You might be feeling pretty desperate, but a promise like this, it's like taking a big old drink of Gatorade right if you climbed off that shingle roof. It just refuels and refreshes and restores the soul. Isaiah 40, verse number 31 says, But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. The promises of the Word of God have a way of establishing hope in midst of desperation. But not only the promises of God, we also can find revitalization through the principles of God's Word. The principles of God's Word. What, what do you mean by that? Many times, many times we refer to the difficult seasons in our life as dark times. We've used that, right? We're like, I'm going through a dark time. I'm going through a dark season. i are just facing some dark things in my life. We oftentimes will refer to it as being a dark time that we've went through. And we all know that it can be hard to see In the dark, don't we? We know that it can be hard to see in the dark. A lot of times, before I go to bed, I'll make sure that you know the piano bench is pushed in, that there's no shoes in the middle of the floor, because if I have to get up through the night, I'm not able to see those obstacles that aren't normally there, and it can make a a good night a very bad night. You know what I mean? Because it can be hard to see in the dark. But the principles of God's Word can act as a flashlight, as a lantern, a candle in the night. The principles of God's Word are refreshing because they provide guidance when we don't know which way to turn. The principles of God's Word are refreshing because they provide security when we're unsure of our own thoughts. They can clarify that which has become blurry and they enable us to move forward with confidence even when all of our self-confidence has gone. What are some principles of the word of God? Psalm 119 105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So, uh, Proverbs 623 says, For the commandment is the lamp, and the law is a light. Psalm 1828 says, For thou wilt light my candle. The Lord my God will enlighten my darkness. The principles of God's Word. We can find refreshment there. And I'm, I've done used up all my time, and the rest of this sermon is just as good as the first half. But I don't think y'all want to stay here that long, so we'll move quickly through the rest of it. In addition to prayer, promises, and the principles of God, I also believe we can encourage ourselves through patience. You say, through patience? Hang on, Pastor John. Patience is hard. I mean, we're already struggling. Why do we want to add something hard to our struggle? How does patience help? Well, the Bible is full of instruction. that says for us to simply take our hands off of the things we can't control and wait on the Lord to take care of it. Simply take your hands off and wait on the Lord to take care of it. Just to share a little something with you, there's a piece of property that borders... The little piece of property I own, just another little piece of property, and I've always said that if it ever came up for sale, I'd love to buy it, because it would just really square up my place and make it a much nicer little spot, you know, and I've lived there for 20-some years and didn't think it would ever come up for sale, and lo and behold, it came up for sale. And I'm like, hmm, it's for sale. I've always said if it ever come up for sale, I'd try to buy it. So... I made some calls to the bank to see if this was even a possibility, and they said it looked like it was a possibility. They didn't, you know, see any real obstacles to it. And so uh, that they, they'd start the paperwork. And so we prayed about it, and the Lord gave us peace to go ahead and move ahead with maybe getting another little piece of property and squaring up where we had and adding to what we had a little bit. And so that's what we're working towards. Y'all, y'all pray. this be the Lord's will to work. But I was traveling with somebody. Uh, uh, let's see. What day was that? Thursday? Friday? Friday. I was traveling with somebody and uh, I was talking to them about it and they said, well, are you going to get it? And I said, well, I think so, but, you know, we're still waiting to hear back from the bank and, you know, everything's not finalized yet. I think so. And they're like, well, are are you hoping to get it? I said, yeah. I said, but if I don't get it, then I will know that the Lord didn't want me to have it. And if I do get it, then I'll know that the Lord was okay with me having it. So, If I don't get it, I'm not going to worry about it. It'll be fine. I'll just trust that that's what the Lord wanted and I'll just go on living and figuring that that was just a dream that wasn't supposed to come to pass. But if I do get it, then I'll thank the Lord for providing it for me and we'll set out and putting it to use. It'll be a great thing. And the person I was talking to said, wouldn't it be a blessing if more Christians could have an attitude like that? I didn't realize that I was being uh, uh, an example to him. I was just honestly saying this is how I felt about it. I wasn't losing any sleep over it. It, What it would be is what it would be. But he said, wouldn't it be awesome if us Christians could have an attitude like that? However it turns out, it's in God's hands. And if it turns out this way, then that's what God wanted. If it turns out this way, then that's what God wanted. And whatever God wanted, I'm fine with. I'm going to go on living. You see, we can find refreshment in simply taking our hands off and waiting on the Lord to take care of the situation. You can find a lot of refreshment. We add a lot of stress to ourselves that we don't have to carry. The Bible says in Psalm 27, verse number 14, Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, and He shall strengthen thine heart. We're talking about being run down and depleted. Wait, and He will strengthen. Psalm 46, verse number 10, Be still and know that I am. God. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not on thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Sometimes simply trusting that God is at work and knows what he is doing will deliver us from a lot of the depletion that we face in life. And then lastly, the last resource that I have and I believe this resource is both a resource for restoring our soul, but it's also a result of being refreshed, and that is praise. Song used to sing, kids song we used to sing, it said, It's amazing what praising can do. And boy, I'm telling you what, there is something about acknowledging who God is and what He has done for you that will take your eyes off of your trouble and restore and refresh a weary soul. Praise can be applied in a couple of ways. Ephesians 5.19 says, speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to, to the Lord. I believe we can encourage our hearts both through giving praise but also through listening to praise. You know what you're feeling run down? Put on some good encouraging music that is glorifying God and let it minister to your soul. You feeling depleted and discouraged and unable to go home, put on a good sermon, somebody preaching and glorifying and magnifying God and let it minister to your soul. I believe that we can be encouraged both by giving praise and by hearing others praise the Lord. That's why it's very, very important that as Christians that we stay busy praising the Lord because there may be others who are feeling run down and depleted and discouraged who will be lifted up up whenever they hear us giving praise to God for His goodness. The problem is a lot of times we don't occupy ourselves with praising the Lord and it isn't long before we get a whole spirit of everybody feeling kind of depleted and depressed and run down. It's amazing what praising can do. When you need to be encouraged in the Lord, stay away from the junk food of this world, and saturate your mind with songs of praise, the Word of God, and sermons that are focused on the goodness of the Lord. But we can also be encouraged by giving praise. In Acts 16, verse number 25, it says, And at midnight, Paul and Silas sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. I'm telling you what, it can restore your soul to give praise. And in addition to being a source of encouragement, praise is also the natural result of being encouraged. Whenever I have received encouragement Praise is the natural outflow. Psalm 98 1 says, O sing unto the Lord a new song, for he hath done marvelous things. Psalm 126, 2, then was our mouth filled with laughter, and our tongue was singing. They then said they among the heathen, watching our spirit and our attitude, they said among the heathen, the Lord hath done great things for them. Isaiah 12 and verse number 5 says, Sing unto the Lord, for he hath done excellence things. Whenever we go to the Lord in prayer, whenever we remember His promises, whenever we live by His principles, whenever we offer praise and we're patient, I want to say that the Lord will minister to our soul. He will restore our soul. He will refresh our soul. And the natural result is that we will lift our hands in praise to the Lord. This morning I ask you, are you in need refreshment. Now let me just make a little example here. I'm trying to hurry, I promise. Let me make a little example here. Every day that I live, I need a little refreshment. It's not a day goes by that I don't drink quite a bit of water. Every day. It doesn't matter if it's a hard day or an easy day. Every day. I need a little bit of water. Now, it's been a while since I had to pick the cooler up and just wrong side saturate myself with water out of the cooler. I don't have that day every day, but every day I need some refreshment. You know what? In regards to our spiritual life, there are going to be some times when we need to just take and dump a bucket of water over our head. We are in bad shape. But every day that we live, we need a little bit of refreshment. This morning I say to you, are you in need of refreshment? You know what, whenever you're hiking or doing something like that that exerts some energy, you're better off to carry a, a cliff bar. Actually, cliff bars aren't the greatest for you, they just taste good. Get you, a, get you a bar that's made to pack some good protein and some good energy. That's what you need. You're going to get wore down on this hike, Each of that protein bar, and it'll give you some energy to keep hiking. But you know what? A lot of times we don't really want to eat that thing. You know, the, more, the healthier they are, the worse they taste. You know what I mean? And so instead, we'll have a Milky Way. Sure tastes good, but really don't do anything for giving you strength and energy to get on down the trail. Here's what I'm saying. Are you needing refreshment? Have you been looking in the right places for it? Or have you just been out of your exhaustion and out of your depletion, allowing the world to infiltrate your mind because you seem to feel too weak to pursue the things of God? Let me tell you, if you need some refreshment, you can find the refreshment you need through prayer. You can find it in the promises of God. You can find it following the principles of God. You can find it by being patient with the hand of God. You can find it by praising God. Do you need refreshment? Let me encourage you this morning to encourage yourself in the Lord. I'm going to ask each of you to stand there. Where are you at? Miss Debbie's going to come and play on the piano. If you're in need of some refreshment this morning, you can find refreshment through the Word of God. Resource for revitalization. As Miss Debbie plays, if the Lord spoke to your heart, you come. This morning, I pray that's been a help and an encouragement to you. Look to the Lord. This world will run you down. Look to the Lord to get refueled and rehydrated and refreshed. I'm telling you what, there's nothing like what the Lord can do for a weary soul. David said, I encouraged myself in the Lord, and he was able to press on. Do your best to be here this evening. Well, Steve Meyer will be with us sharing about his ministry, updating us. Be sure to come if you can. Be a part of that service. I know that you will enjoy it. Brother Ronnie, can you dismiss us in prayer, brother? Good. Thank you. Lord, thank you for this day we have in the service. Lord, I pray that we'll have a safe week, Lord. If anyone here day lost. Lord, I pray that we'll grab somebody's hand before they leave this building. and get our life you, Lord. Thank you for all blessings. Get with us. Uh, Lead us back here, safely, Lord. For these things I pray. Amen. 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 Amen.